This podcast is brought to you by Vulnerable to Vital. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm going to do my first public online mentoring session, Vulnerable to Vital. I know that in these times of uncertainty, many of you have been feeling vulnerable. Vulnerable physically, vulnerable mentally, and vulnerable financially. And I've been there. So at 7.30pm on Thursday next week, the 25th of June, I'll be running a virtual mentoring session for a maximum of 100 people to share with you all the best tips I use to take my feelings of vulnerability and turn them into feelings of vitality and resilience. It won't just be a boring webinar with me talking, and it certainly won't be one of those pre-formatted, pre-recorded webinars that we all hate. It'll be me, live and interactive, answering your questions, coaching you personally, taking on board your feedback, and making sure that the material is 100% relevant to you. To join me and be one of the 100 people with exclusive access, head to drbretthill.com forward slash vital to sign up or click on the link in the show notes. That's drbretthill.com forward slash vital. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a new study investigating the impact of lifestyle interventions for early stage type 2 diabetics has shown that nearly two-thirds can achieve complete remission within 12 months. The study, published in the journal The Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, comes on the back of many other studies in recent years, showing the success of lifestyle interventions without the need for medication. It investigated 150 subjects with Middle Eastern and North African ancestry and an average age of 42 years. Participants were asked to follow a diet known as the Cambridge Weight Plan while also completing at least 150 minutes of physical exercise a week and walking at least 10,000 steps a day and they were compared to a control group receiving standard medical care. At the 12-month mark, subjects in the lifestyle intervention group lost an average of 12 kilos compared to an average of 4 kilos for the control group. An impressive 61% of the intervention group were no longer considered diabetic by the end of the 12-month study, compared to just 12% of the control group. I think it's a real game-changer for the management of type 2 diabetes, says researcher Sharad Tahiri from the Wheel Cornell Medicine, Qatar. It shows that if you lose weight early enough in the disease process, you can actually reverse the disease and thus avoid all the other health issues and quality of life reductions that come with it. He went on to say that this study had such strong results because its cohort were on average 10 years younger than the previous studies and were more recently diagnosed and that he was hoping that studies such as these can bring about a big change in the clinical approach to type 2 diabetes across the world so that we'll combine early screening with lifestyle interventions essentially to get rid of this condition straight away instead of putting people on multiple medications for life. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, My opinion on this is that this is not new. Uh, This is research, this is evidence that has been around for a long time, but it's great to see it continuing to be replicated. It's great to see the voices getting stronger and stronger, suggesting that diet and lifestyle interventions for type 2 diabetics are just more important than ever. With this study in particular, obviously it's important to recognize that there was also quite a lot of exercise done as well as the diet. So the results weren't the result of diet alone. There was certainly a significant exercise component that came into that. And how much of that was a result of the exercise? How much of it was the result of the diet? We don't really know. What we do know though, is that looking at what you eat and the way you move 
is getting excellent results. And I think that's the most important message overall anyway. It'd be interesting to compare this approach to a whole food approach rather than the meal replacements that were used in this particular dietary approach. I'd like to think that we could get the same results in terms of the diabetes, but with better results in terms of overall health by taking a whole food approach and having whole real food, getting all of those micronutrients, getting all of those other benefits we get from whole real food without going down the meal replacement route. But obviously that would be another study for another time to determine whether in fact that is the case or not. I also think it's important to recognize that there's more to it than just weight loss. The authors of this study have certainly suggested that it really is just the weight loss that makes a difference in this case. And once again, I beg to differ. I think that if we were to look more closely into this, we'd find that there are many other benefits from eating a whole food, eating a healthier diet, from changing the way we eat, from changing the way we move beyond just weight loss. And that weight isn't the only determining factor when it comes to diabetes. We've certainly seen people who have made lifestyle changes be able to improve or even reverse their diabetes without necessarily losing the weight. And conversely, we see the opposite can be true as well. So I think it's not just about the weight loss, even though that can be an important factor here. It's really about getting people healthy is the important message we need to consider. I think the other message that's really important here is saying, look, don't wait until you're diabetic. You know, we've seen here that by getting to it early, we're able to have bigger, more lasting change. And and I think really we should be not just talking about getting to early diabetics, we should be talking pre-diabetics, we should be talking people with sugar handling issues, we should be getting to people about improving their lifestyle before they become symptomatic, before they're even pre-diabetic, so that we can really take a preventative approach here and as the author of this study said, save a lot of pain later on, a lot of money, a lot of medication, all of those sort of things later on. So Let's be more proactive about our health. Let's not wait until we're diabetic. Let's not wait until we're pre-diabetic. Let's do something about our diet. Let's do something about our exercise in a proactive way. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.